This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game is Game 7 including Super Bowl 58 last night. In over, game 7s usually go to overtime. What a game yeah, last night. Like game no hot yeah. no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, we bring you sports. Coming to you live from all the usual spots, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including on satellite radio, Sirius 160, XM 205. Ken and I are here bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting, proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download that app. Tap that app, BetMGM, and visit BetMGM.com. And do so on the final M3 of the 2023-24 football season. Well, we'll, we'll dust this bad boy off probably in April yeah. for NFL Let's drafting, just pretend it's I would ever. say. For my mindset, let's just pretend it's the last one of all time. Let's this is true. So, so last night, I end up, I don't go for sleep to sleep for a long time after the game. Yeah, same here. I, so I get into bed. My wife wakes up. She's like, who won the game? Like, well, who do you think? The right. same team, like like the picky in the brain, the same thing we do every night, the same team that wins every year. And she's like, are you happy it's over? And I said, football season will never be farther away than it is at this exact moment in time, yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Which is what it was last night. When your head hit yeah. the pillow. And we won't be yeah. saying that in a couple months. We'll be Schedule will be released. We'll get really excited again. But man, like today... Even though like we're doing the show, obviously, but man, just a a nice kind of like relaxing Monday, just like a calming Monday, doing life stuff, just like oh yeah, taxes, oh yeah, like work responsibilities and like you know bills and all this stuff. I know it's like well, that doesn't sound relaxing at all, except I haven't paid attention to it for about five months, and now it's kind of like digging back into all this stuff. It feels good. I feel, I feel like a normal person today. That doesn't happen most of yeah. the time. Yeah, um, it it also helps that this is this is our last show of the week. We're going to do this show, and then we're going to say, later, suckers. (laughs) See see you next Monday, suckers. That that sensory deprivation chamber put me in in the pool. Let's close that door and Uh, see you in five days. So it is the final M3 of the football season. We'll bring it back, obviously, for April and in the summer as we uh, trudge towards the 2024 NFL season, which will be awesome, of course. Magnificent Football Monday, February 12th, the day after the big game in the year of our Lord, 2024. Show on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos, T-H-E-K-O-S-T-O-S. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X at... Locky Lockerson. And on this magnificent football Monday, we'll bring you three tremendous guests. Uh, there's really like, we have three awesome guests, and I'm happy to have all three of them on the show. The one guy I really wanted to have on today to provide us not only with analysis and expertise for Super Bowl 58, but also start looking forward a little bit towards next season is our friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So like, I know he's in all his glory last yep. night as Very the Chiefs win. 
He's he's huge. He's like he said he's like six yeah. three. There's no way he's six three. He's like six. He towers over you. He's like yeah, six he's five. Like, I'm like six one, and he was at least three four inches taller than I was. At least. Must be nice. Uh, Eric Eager will join us coming up in hour number two. And then in the power hour, we'll get bets for tonight from our friend Rick Camp from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. We'll talk NBA with Rick Camp. A lot going on in the association. I know it doesn't feel like that because of the Super Bowl, but there's a lot going on in the NBA. We'll talk about it coming up over the course of the show and with our friend Rick Camp. And then we'll get some golf bets for the weekend from Jason Sobel from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Plus... Uh, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Super Bowl 58. And we'll yeah. we'll talk about next year's NFL season. Like, we'll basically do a deep dive of the entire game. We'll talk the broadcast, the halftime show, the good, the bad. We'll talk Mahomes. We'll talk Purdy. We'll talk Shanahan. We'll talk Reed. It's going to be awesome throughout the program. Our thoughts on Super Bowl 58 and an early look at next season in the National oh, Football League. I will take to task the morons who believe Kyle Shanahan cost the San Francisco 49ers a Super Bowl championship last night. And I will expose them as frauds and hypocrites because they worship somebody who's actually a real choke artist, unlike Kyle Shanahan, who's choked against, you know, the two greatest quarterbacks of all time in three Super Bowls. I will take the clowns, the morons, and the slaps to task coming up later this hour. We'll talk some NBA. We'll talk some National Hockey League right as we head into... This month of February, which is, I think, one of the more underrated months on the sports calendar. Just like a billion games that are going to get played. Power Hour, final hour, will feature all our bets for tonight. I'm going to have at least four bets in the NBA tonight and at least one bet in the National Hockey League. Can't wait for it. Uh, got some money to spend after uh, after what was a great week last week in Las Vegas. Hashtag NFL Honors. So we are locked and loaded here. Magnificent Football Monday. Final one of the season. The end, by the way. What what season of, this, of You Better You Bet was this? Season five? So uh, we started uh, September of 19. So if you do it by Septembers, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, this was the fifth season of the show that just ended. So season five, season five of you, I think it actually might be season six. I think they were like, whatever. Anyway, I think because, I don't know. Yeah, we'll call it season six. Fall of 19. We started in the fall of 2019. Okay, great. Then it's been five and a half years. Yeah. No, but I think at one point, like we, it was based on like terrestrial radio, but I think that was actually in February after a season. Anyway, so season five of You Better You Bet, oh, right. not in the rear view. I think this is the yeah. season finale, right? Of season five and season six starts next week. Yeah. What, and like, honestly, I think like February to September is just kind of like, I don't want to say reruns, but it's different. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little different. Like we, like, I think we measure the show in football seasons and we just finished our fifth. That's yep. a good way All right. To make so. This is the season five finale right now of You Better, You Bet. Locked and loaded here. Final Magnificent Football Monday of the season. My guy, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, want Really, really, really excited. I'm the only person probably saying this today. Yeah, I know you're thinking this too. I'm really excited to talk about next season later in the show. I'm like, I, I, I have 500 because th- it's new, right? Like I spent two weeks doing one game. Like It's new. I have like 500 thoughts about a ton of different teams that I think are really interesting. Uh, and I will, I will tease something and people that listen to the show over the last couple of weeks probably will know who this is. Uh, I will make my first bet on a team to win the Super Bowl next year during the show, which will be really fun. So we'll click the button on somebody during the show, uh, because of the price that's in the market, which will be really fun. And we'll talk about why we're doing that and everything. So that's really cool. But obviously probably have to start by talking about the game. Do you want to do like, I mean, there's nine chapters probably in this book that we're about to do. Do you want to do like our bets? You want to have that before? It's always our show. Like we talk about how, yeah. how things went for us, how things go for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, basically like a like a mixed bag, I would say. Um, thank Kansas City, obviously ends up winning the game. I ended up teasing Kansas City in the over once, like we did yesterday's show, and you were like, "Man, I love the over in the game." I was like, "Well, let let, let me fire some more bets in here that like have the eight over and a half forty one, eight yeah. and a half forty forty one and a half. So like it, it took oh, okay. until because you know the total went down. I saw people yes, tweeting about I, you know the total went down before the game, right? To forty six and a half was available I, before the game. Yeah. I teased from forty seven and a half to forty one and a half. So even okay. like I needed I needed the score at the end of the game. Yeah. It's twenty two nineteen San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I I desperately needed that. I went three three and three on my yardage props. Um hit a bunch of the novelty props, which was really great. But I oh. also had a mixed bag in, in in some other stuff, which was which was unfortunate, including I texted you after the game. I was like, Man, I'm I should just bet double results and retire. Like San Francisco early, Kansas City late, and then like call you actually the doctor, at the end of the night. <laughs> DR double result. Yeah. Call you the doctor. Yeah, well, Doctor Moron would be my name because then <laughs> right. I went to check my balance, and actually it was tied at the end of the second half, and I yes. and I failed to realize that actually no, like that was the double result was San Francisco first half tied at the end of uh, at the end of regulation to go to overtimes, which I obviously did not have. So yeah, like I I would describe it as a mixed bag. Um, it was kind of just was what it was. And I kind of like, honestly, like not really memorable, I think, as a betting game. I think it will go down as for me. I do have a betting thought on the Super Bowl that I will use sure. to apply moving forward. But like, I, I did not win or lose like a major amount of money. It was just kind of like blah, like basically broke even. Yeah, I, it was uh, like the net for me was was really meh too. Um, you know, I the, I said a lot the last two weeks that that these were two teams that made a lot of historical sense at the start of the postseason these this was a very likely matchup so i had some bets along the way like niners to win the nfc a little bit on these two matching up a little bit on both of them winning the super bowl at the start but like the net because i bet a couple other teams too was not a ton it was just kind of like business as usual i would say like uh, a winner of course that makes all the sense in the world over another team that made all the sense in the world and it was a very close game um the individual bets we gave out on the show like hits and misses, right? Like, I mean, yep. you bet field goal overs in this game of any kind, you're rich, basically, if that was the only I wish I had bet. done Moody, yeah. right? And and, and you yeah. were prescient enough to play like both, both of them. I only I yeah. only played Butker, which was great because it won, but still. Well, and it turns out Moody, I mean, just like, boy, that guy rehabbed his image a lot in one game. I mean, that well, was pretty unbelievable he? what his performance was. Shanked, well, shanked a pretty important extra point. I understand, but like, I also like, yeah, we'll talk about the extra point too. Like I but I think like the ability to hit long field goals in clutch situations was was pretty good. Uh but your point about the extra points taken. Anyway, the the over on the kicks was good over on both kickers. Uh it's, I mean if you, if you bet over on interceptions and be like who's going to throw the first one and like what the market would have been on that. That's pretty funny. So Mahomes obviously throws a pick and uh Chiefs defense didn't get the first touchdown, but I got to be honest, like I know Purdy was feeling good. It felt like the kind of game where that could have been the first touch. Went a long Agreed. time without a touchdown, obviously. Yep. The trick play, Jawan Johnson to McCaffrey ends up being the first touchdown of the game. Um, oh, Jawan Jennings. You can't, we, 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 Jennings. Can't, we, can't, we can't disrespect sorry. third and Jawan. Jawan Johnson yes, is a guy sorry. that I lost money on yes. betting in the anytime touchdown market this year for the New Orleans Saints. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, I missed I, the wrong, wrong Jawan. And uh, so, yeah, like the betting overall was good. I can talk about about MVP too and just like that sweat which I think I think there was one and I think this was really interesting even even as you do the autopsy after the fact and you read what some of the people who vote said it actually gets more interesting in terms of like what was going on in the game and who people actually would have voted for so MVP we can talk about but yeah for me it was just kind of like here's here's a little bit of a spray I don't spray the board on almost any game but this game's going to be different like it's the Super Bowl it's the only thing you're going to watch and uh so yeah some hits some misses the kicking props were great 
hit a guy to throw a pick and uh some of the Kelsey stuff hit and some of it didn't yep. and uh and obviously he played pretty well and they got monster second half there could have been even more and uh and yeah so overall like not not too bad at all and, and kind of turn the page a little bit we can talk about MVP I don't know if you have anything else yeah, so I have two like betting notes from the game last night. Sure. I, with the way the game played out, it really felt like at many points throughout the game, we were going to get like a wacky MVP winner potentially. So Absolutely. I, I live in New York, and like in New York, like you can't bet on awards, you can't bet on subjective things like Super Bowl MVP. So I, I ended up last night. My my buddy that lives in Connecticut that bets for me, Ken. There have been girls that I have. Can I can I can I say this word on the air? I'm going to type it in the chat. Can I say this word, or is that a bad word to say on the air? That's okay, right? No, you can say that. So like, there, say that. I, there there have been times where I have like sexted with females in my in my past, where I have right. not sent as many texts in the span of like 90 seconds as I was sending to my buddy that lives in Connecticut during like commercial breaks, where like something would happen, there would be a break in the action, and I will ascertain at that point that the most likely MVP winners were all members of the Kansas City Chiefs defense, and the texts were as follows: like like what what like screenshot the odds, please. What's McDuffie? What's Snead? What's Chris Jones? What's Carlaftis? Need these? Need these now? 85. <laughs> One, put it in. Like, what's this? Need this right now. What's Harrison Butker? Get it in. It was like 900 texts in a row. Like, please get these bets in. So I ended up, Ken, because of the way the game played. Of course, like, they all lost. Because, like, Mahomes just wins at the end. And there was, like, never a doubt on the final drive that Kansas City was oh, scoring. Oh, absolutely. Mahomes, and that he was like, going to win. But, yeah. like, I ended up with Trent McDuffie with, like, a massive price. Butker at a huge price. I actually missed on Jawan Jennings because after he threw the touchdown, the price kind of cratered. I think he was 13-1 to 1 before he scored the second touchdown, like, the receiving right. touchdown. So, like, that was done. But I ended up, I basically had, like, every member of Kansas City's defense. It was a fun—I didn't win any of these, but what a great sweat. That was, So, that was really fun. And the other thing yeah. was, you know, I spent— I feel like a lot of people did, and not in every situation. Like, I bet the Patriots in Super Bowl Forty Nine against the Seahawks. Like, I did bet, bet on them a number of times throughout the Brady-Belichick run. But I feel like me, Ken, and a lot of others, like, we probably spent two decades, like, trying to, like, outsmart ourselves a little bit. Like, trying to bet against Tom Brady, bet against Bill Belichick, and really, of course, to bet against Tom Brady. And it felt really good last night. Where And I'll give us credit, man, because the entire week while we're out in Vegas, we got people saying, you know, I like Kansas City and I'm worried. I say, what are you worried for? Like, we're just going to win. This was your like, thing. We just, we just win. This was your thing. You just, you just win. And then, yeah. and then we won. Like, oh, everyone's betting Kelsey over. It has to lose, right? Wrong. He sure. goes over and the Chiefs just win. I think, like... Why, why did I bet Miami in the wild card round? Why did I tease Kansas City against Buffalo? Like, why? I didn't need to do that. Like, why don't we just bet the Chiefs to win? I know you'll have a thought on this, I think, heading into next year. Just like, man, this they just never lose. It felt good betting on the team that never loses. And then they win, and then I win money. Those were my two betting yeah. thoughts from the game last night. One thing I want to ask Eric, too, later, then you and I can give our thoughts on it, too. Like, did we, did we learn anything interesting from the Super Bowl market? Because it's a it's a pretty interesting run, right? Mahomes has the quote after the game, like, "Oh, like we're like we're we're never underdogs." Because he's asked a question about being an underdog in the game, and for the third straight game, and he kind of gives you that quote, and like everybody in that moment that bet San Francisco is just like hitting themselves in the head with a folding chair repeatedly for for like what ended up happening, where you're just like, really. Like, I, I really did this. So the market's interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about MVP. I'd like to ask you some questions about if it plays out differently, who do you think wins on both teams, which I think is really interesting. So some cool stuff.
All right, so we'll do a lot of that coming up on the other side. A full Super Bowl 58 betting postmortem with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. Here, you better you bet on the final magnificent football Monday of the season. Cannon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class! Because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs, champions of Super Bowl 58 on the heels of Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs do it in overtime. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. That's the voice of a legendary Kansas City Chiefs radio play-by-play guy, Mitch Holtis, from the Kansas City Chiefs radio network, The Wolf. Oh! It's like he's you know what what was uh I always forget this I think it's inside it's inside the NBA right they did that segment okay. like hashtag doing too much no doing too much was uh that was the old like Michael Jamel Sports Center six used to do doing oh, too much okay okay yeah. I got it I, I I that's why I prefaced it by saying like I always get this yeah. wrong like I I don't know no, what who this he is play for is uh is inside <laughs> the NBA <laughs> but like but Mitch Mitch Holtis like Mitch is a legend yeah. also. Yeah. Doing, doing too much. Also, yeah. do you think at Way what point much. in like that that forty second final call do you think he started realizing like I'm losing my voice right now and I just have to yeah. power through like very early. You should just start howling like and the Chiefs. Oh, have won the <laughs> Go Super to Bowl. Awesome. Just, start, just start doing uh, that. Like, for, like does does a kingdom have a history class? Is that does that was that what we were trying to do there? Is that what I, kingdoms I, have? Can, so, like, we don't have to play the whole thing again, but if people like you're listening to this in podcast form, like, rewind a little bit here and go back and listen, you can almost hear after he says history class, like, the way he, like, finishes the word yep. class, it's like he knows, like, oh, man, yeah. could have done better with that one. Like, should have stuck the right. landing. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Yes. Hey, yeah, good 6, effort. 6,000 days. There. Like, what? The, who yeah. cares? Just say they're back-to-back That champions. part I didn't like, mind. Because that, that part, like... You hear that all the time with stuff like this, like th- those kind of like time explanations. That yeah, but he no moded. The, the Chiefs Kingdom has the history class is like an F it's minus. Terrible. Like that's really bad. But like, like it's, this isn't a university, it, right? Yeah. My problem with that is I call it like when broadcasters like nomo something, which is like Hideo sure. nomo the old dodge. And people do this. Like right. think about this. Like I Seinfeld should have done an episode about this. People that start making a point. And like you know what they're like, you know what the point is, and thirty-five right. seconds later they still haven't made it. It's like when Nomo would start the wind up and thirty-five seconds later you're still waiting for the pitch to get thrown. Right. It's like, okay, like Mitch, like we get it. Like we understand now. Throw throw the damn pitch. Tell us how many days it was. It took him forever. Anyway. Oh from the wolf. Uh Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. Getting, I, I keep going back to that when my wife asked me when I got in bed, who won the game? I feel like laughing in her face. Like, who do you think right. won? Yes. Like, yes. Like, Will the, the sun come the, up the, tomorrow? Right. What do you think? Right. Like, of course, Kansas City won. Um, so we'll hit everything from the game. We'll get into the halftime show. I thought it was great. The we broadcast. Do. I got to tell you, I kind of liked it. 
I kind of like dancing <laughs> Romo, but let's hit a little Super Bowl MVP here. We'll get to sure, everything sure, over sure. the course of the show. Ken, I know you had uh, from a betting from, from the betting angles here, the hashtag the angles here. Uh, thoughts on Super Bowl most valuable player? Yeah, sure. So I, uh, I, you know, I think people know that listened to the show a few weeks ago, like what the what the plan of attack was for me. Just like the bets that I thought the prices were uh, were really really good bets was the Chiefs skill position players. And uh, just, you know, the, the way they had played their playoff games, like the kind of perceived identity of the team. And by perceived, I mean how I perceived it. And uh, and like Mahomes' lack of a really stellar statistical game in the postseason so far. It's like, I think it's like way more possible than people think that, that somebody else is going to get it. And so we were, you know, locked and loaded on these bets, Pacheco and Rasheed Rice and Kelsey especially. And uh, and so the game plays out and it, it gets to halftime. And I'm, I'm sure you felt this way at halftime where I just go, like, I... Like you, you don't want to say if the game ends here because like other stuff's gonna happen. Like that's it's unfair to almost say that. But like it's ten three San Francisco at the half. I'd be like the most valuable player is nobody. Don't give the award. <laughs> like it's like the most valuable player is like you know so, somebody that hasn't done something yet. It, so it would have been like, McCaffrey, right? Because it would have been McCaffrey, the only because, touchdown, right? Who ends up with like what like one hundred fifty all-purpose yards, something like that in the game, and uh, one hundred sixty actually. And so it's at halftime, and like nobody has even. Not only has nobody secured MVP, nobody's like really come close to like, oh, we need to have this conversation. People had made like one play. And then like the really crazy thing about how the game played out from there, because you're like, well, then we got so much clarity. Like, no, we didn't. So Jennings throws the pass to McCaffrey. Here are all the scoring plays from that point forward. So Butker makes a field goal at the end of the first half, 10-3. Butker from 57, 10-6. MVS from Mahomes. I just crushed me in terms of like having like really optimism that I was going to win this 13, 10 Jennings. And this is where off everyone's of that like, punts, by the way, off of that, right, off, off of the of, pump, which bounced off, off the, the, guy's the guy's ankle. Foot. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Je- Jennings from Purdy, which is where everybody kind of starts. I feel like having the conversation with themselves, like, like is Jennings the Super Bowl? Like, what if the Niners I, win? I think the answer to that question is yes. I think Purdy's numbers won. were terrible. Like from a st- from a yardage standpoint, they didn't throw for a lot, and because like Jennings threw the pass like in the, earlier in the game, like he had the touchdown. Like Purdy didn't even throw the touchdown, so that's kind of interesting. Jennings catches it from Purdy. That's the extra point blocked, sixteen thirteen, which was a huge play. Uh, Butker, Moody, Butker. Moody, and then finally Hardman and o- Hardman in overtime from Mahomes. So again, we started the season that. on the Jets. Started yeah. the season on the Jets. <laughs> they caught the, the game when he touched down in overtime. The most important it's, it's games insane. of the year, right? Incredible, yeah, like, like ridiculous. Like why? Why not Kadarius Tony? Like why not somebody else? Um, so I just, you know, at halftime it's ten three, and you're like, well, whatever happens in the second half will dictate to us who is very likely to win MVP. And even at the end of regulation, like listen to those scoring plays. Even at the end of regulation, uh, you're just like, who, who is it? Like who is I? And I'm you're sitting there you're like I guess Mahomes, but I think there was like a lot of room for stuff, to, especially with the new overtime rules and with a lot of stuff to happen. Both teams guaranteed a possession no matter what, and. You know, I think we can have a conversation about, like, was Butker really live and what did he need, which I think a lot of people were curious about. You bet it. Tyler bet it. I didn't. But, like, I I think it would have been interesting. Do do we think Jennings had, like, a like was he the likely winner for San Francisco? Would it have been Purdy? And then, like, I think Kelsey was extremely live on the final two possessions to win, which maybe people think that's, like, kind of Homer-ish. But... Like, if he catches a couple passes, well, if he scores on the play to drive in regulation on that play, or... 
he wins. If he gets a couple passes on the overtime to catch no pass, he got no passes on the drive. It was like evenly distributed to a lot of different guys. And it's also obnoxious because the Chiefs have like three white tight ends. And every time Mahomes throws to one of them, I'm like, hey, that's nah, not him. That's not him. It's somebody else. And uh, if I think if he catches a couple passes on that drive and they kick or a couple passes on that drive and scores the touchdown, he would have over 100 yards in the second half and a touchdown and overtime. It would have been really interesting. So, I, you know, I feel like it could have played out a lot of different ways. Do you th- like do you really think Butker could have won? I know you bet him, but like, do you really think he could have won? Uh, you, well, I'll do a reset. You better get Nick and Ken here right. on a Monday talking Super Bowl 58. There you go. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I think once, at a point in the game, I thought there was a chance. You basically right. need, so it's 10-6, right? So, and then yep. the uh, like the fumble goes off I the player. Like at 12-10, I thought he could win. But you you basically need, like you needed at that point, at 12, wait, wait, so it was 10-6, then Kansas City scored, kicked the extra point to go up 13-10. Right, so, so I was saying I a 10-6. I was saying a 10-6. So, like if, if all the scores are him, if he correct. has all the four. So if it's 12-10 and he exactly. gets 12-4, so and like he has the record. 15, yeah. Like 15-13 Kansas City final score. Like Butker, right. Butker probably would, and he goes 5-for-5 five five on field goals and sets the record. I think he wins. And at that point, like, that was kind of, it was kind of really in play. So I felt like once we got towards the end of the game, like no chance. Yeah. And Always you and I were texting on else. And you and I yeah. were texting on the final drive, and I, I think this is true. I think that, uh, and I give the referees actually a ton of credit for not throwing a flag on what turned out to be the final offensive play of regulation prior to Butker's kick with like two seconds left, and the Niners uh, sat on the ball and sent it to overtime when Ke- when Mahomes threw it to Kelsey. If Kelsey scores on that play, I think he wins MVP after the drive that he had. I think he wins. I, I think agree. it's done. Um, so that was so that was close. disappointing. Yeah, we were really close. One play away. Yeah, one play away. You're only one play away. Uh, So, like, I I think he was live. came here to save (laughs) the day. I mean, yeah, you can do the next lyric, too. Like, Superman got no. (laughs) So, I just, uh, I I do think that that, and I'm not saying he 100% wins, but, like, I think it's very, very, very live. And it's only, there's only two guys who win at that point. It's Mahomes and Kelsey, and that's it. And they have to pick one. So I agree with you on Butker, but I I feel like people took, but like even later in the game, it was like, well, what if he wins the, what if he wins the Super Bowl? I'm like, not like Mahomes is already there, guys. Like it's like, he's already got 300 yards. Like it's like, this isn't happening. Or 280, I think, entering overtime. Like it's, it's a, like the numbers are too good now. You can't, you need, in order to beat him, you have to have him do nothing. He already he did too much to use your thing from earlier. Like he already did too much. So I well, think you wouldn't need it. Like I think we we texted this right. So well, like Moody makes the kick. Or something. Yeah, I mean, Moody yeah, makes so, the kick yeah. to go up twenty two nineteen in overtime. You would have needed like Kansas like a fifty seven yarder to tie the game, followed by like a fifty seven yarder to win it. But like stalled offensive drives, and maybe you could have gotten Bucker home. Once Kansas right. City drives all the way down the field, and especially Mahomes has like the read option run yeah. on fourth and one. Like it's just like it's done. Like it's all plays of the game. Right. It's like really like, you know, literally San Francisco stops them. They win the Super Bowl on that play. So I agree with you. But yeah, I mean, just think about that game, right? There was a period of time in the game where it could have been McCaffrey. And we're talking about like halftime even later where it like could have been like McCaffrey, could have been Jennings, could have been Purdy, could have been Mahomes, could have been Kelsey, could have been like, I mean, God, like with how some of the Chiefs defensive players played, if they make the splash play at the end. That's like all you need one. Right, like McDuffie's never going to win 
even though he was so important. But if he makes a pick at the end of the game and he has the other passes defense, yep. now like the groundwork has been laid for him to win. If Chris Jones gets a key sack after like the 90 pressures that he had and like back, like interrupting Brock Purdy on all these touchdowns, and Romo did a good job of pointing that out, then you needed the splash play and no one ever really got one. So they all kind of yep. like laid the foundation to win, but they didn't have the memorable play of the game. But like they were all, and they were all, it was sort of like Kelsey. Kelsey catches the touchdowns, he wins. Man, if like McDuffie seals the game with an interception, Chris Jones seals the game with a, a strip sack fumble. Those were very much in play. The kickers were in play at some point. Butker more than Moody probably with how it played out. Um, Cause I think Jennings would have just won, but like, man, like even in the second half, like 11 different Super Bowl MVP. And they were all like, they weren't crazy at the time. I think the kickers were crazy, save for like a five-minute period. But like there were five but five minutes in a Super Bowl where like you think about it like, oh, a kicker could win. Like what? How are there five minutes where a kicker could win? <laughs> like how did that happen? And a lot of people bet those kickers. That was like a, a very popular topic when we were in Vegas. And I remember being like, no way. And I, to be fair, I said Butker would win way before Moody. But I was like, no way. And to be fair, like, because you'd be like, well, the bet's lost. Like, kind of way like you at least man you got your money's worth out of you were live like yeah uh did you uh did you think at any point that uh chase young had a chance to because i i did i mean early, early in the game yeah very early you, you got the sack and then he got the intentional groundy call and i'm just yeah. like oh my god like if he has like a strip <laughs> sack, like fumble like i i mean how about like when you make a bet like that and to the point that you just made about the kickers yeah. right you bet a guy 300 400 to one like you need like before there can be an inferno you need a spark you need that spark to start the fire and it, and and you got the spark with chase and you got the spark with the kickers now it's just like will will will, will like the towering inferno start but you right. got the spark and that's like and that honestly like obviously you want to win your bet I'll tell you what, that sweat was really, really yeah. good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Absolutely. At kickers, Chase Young, like uh, us with Kelsey. Like, I I really think Kelsey was super live at the end of the game. And, uh, he was. And so so it's like, and well, and I, you know, uh, Peter King wrote his like Football Morning America. I really like the post Super Bowl one, post Super Bowl one more than the others just because of the access that he gets. Like, he's like talking about like the play that they ran to Hardman, what it's called, how they practiced it, that kind of stuff. It's called Tom and Jerry, by the way, was the name of the play. We had Corn Dog oh. last year. This was Tom and Jerry, which was a derivative of Corn Dog. It was like, the, the thought was, were they going to be ready for Corn Dog? Let's like tweak it a little bit. So they came up with Tom and Jerry, the play that they Great ran against cartoon. the Eagles last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so that to the end of the play, but he's, I think there were only like 15 media members, something like that, that vote. And then the fan voting is the, the 20%. So it's a very small number of voters for Super Bowl MVP and they're all media. And he was one of them. And he was like, in the, he's like literally at the end of the game. He goes like Niners. I was kind of between like Jennings or Purdy. He's like, but somebody else could have won it. He goes Chiefs in the fourth quarter. I had no idea who I was going to vote for, which that's a guy who actually votes being like, no, I really don't. Which means if he has no idea, like maybe Butker could have won, <laughs> like maybe Kelsey could have won, maybe a defensive player could have. like we were really waiting for that splash play and the splash play ends up being like Mahomes at like the height of his power kind of game managing, which is like a, this is not an insulting way to say this, the team down the field, like being perfect and obviously scoring and winning the game. I really, I really think Kelsey, Kelsey wins MVP if he catches the touchdown at the end of regulation. I, agree. I think, I think like, I, I, I don't even think, I think he would have swept it too. Did you think that was a penalty? It wasn't a penalty, right? How about this? The play on I the think left it side? Was, yeah. I think it was close. I'm really happy that they didn't throw the flag because I, I thought agree. it was like I totally because it's 
Because like you can't like you can't have the Super Bowl decide. Like Pacheco is going to run it in and they're going to win. Like that's what's going to happen. And then Mahomes is going to win MVP if that happens. So, like just I, let's go let him all, just just let him like legitimately win the Bradbury game. Which like, last we, year we didn't need yeah. another one. Yeah. We did not need another one. All right, coming up next, more breakdown from Super Bowl 58. Uh, perhaps we'll take the task. The morons that think Kyle Shanahan screwed up the game for San Francisco. So much to do here on a Monday. You better, you bet. Uh, this is something we talked about with, you know, there, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold him to at least to a field goal. And if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Got to tell you, man, I bet on Kansas City last night. I've I, I been like these weird experiences recently. I, I guess I'm like becoming like a softy as I get older. I have these experiences now where like I, I bet on a team. The team I bet on wins, and I win, and I'm still, like, devastated for, like, the team and the coach that loses. Like, I am happy that I won, and I'm also, I'm crushed last night for Kyle Shanahan that this happened again to this guy in the yeah. biggest spot. Double-digit yeah, lead. Do you, do, do you think you, you kind of share, shared that experience, someone who bet Kansas City last night? Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't like them that much. I mean, I I wanted them to win to like have the MVP conversation. That's the thing I was rooting for above everything else. And I lost like Mahomes not winning MVP. But like, yeah, I mean, just uh, I can't imagine what it's like to be like, you know, there's like millions of whatever. There's a t- thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of like coaches. You're like in the top point oh 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 one percent of those people, and it's not good enough. And it may never be good enough. Like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that feels like. You know, like like you're the best. Like honestly, at a lot of things, and your team is probably the best team, and it doesn't matter, and it may never matter. What you know? What an empty feeling that must be. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely brutal. And you know, um, yeah. Let's just let's let's get to it here because I was I was really really angry last night watching everyone say what they were saying about Kyle Shanahan and actually maybe angrier with what people were saying about Andy Reid. And it's time to take the morons to task with the post-Super Bowl 58 edition of He's a Slap. Oh, yeah. So here's what's going to happen. We are going to take aim at the Kyle Shanahan critics, and we are going to take aim at the people that worship Andy Reid, the people that think Andy Reid can do no wrong, and the people that think Kyle Shanahan lost the Super Bowl last night for the San Francisco 49ers. So don't worry, Andy's army. We'll get to you as we move along here, but let's start with the critics of San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan. The people that think Kyle Shanahan stinks, that he's a loser, and that he's a choke artist. There are people, maybe it's you, Moron, maybe it's you, fool, maybe it's you, idiot, who thinks that Kyle Shanahan actually lost the game last night for San Francisco, even though he's coaching against the guy that we all agree is probably the greatest football player ever. And think about this. We've all criticized Kyle Shanahan, all of us. I've criticized Kyle Shanahan. And in turn, Kyle Shanahan has criticized me. Listens to the show, has hated my criticism of him, right? 
I've criticized Kyle Shanahan. I've done it as recently as a couple weeks ago when he heard and texted Baldy that he thinks I'm an idiot. And he might be right about that. And the criticism about Kyle Shanahan has always been he's Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Greg Gutfeld. He's too conservative, sexually aroused by sending out the punter, sexually aroused by sending out the kicker. Well, in this game last night, in Super Bowl 58, Kyle Shanahan, I felt like Vince Vaughn in Swingers. Like I wanted to get up on the table of the diner and start dancing because our baby boy was all grown up. Fourth and three with 12 minutes to go. Old Kyle Shanahan, who's heard all the criticism, and I'm not even suggesting it's from me, but from everybody, he's heard all the criticism. He's had two terrible experiences in the big game. He's been conservative and has turtled at points in the big spot. What did he do? He went for it. What do, by the way, all the take the points donkeys think right now? Do you still think, oh, well, you got to fire up the app and take the points? Also, Moody missed the extra point. Our baby boy was all grown up. Last night, fourth and three, roll the dice. George Kittle, first down, resulting in the go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. Got the job done. On the other side of the two-minute warning, third third down play. Everyone's like, oh, he's got to run the ball here. Really? Against, and what happens if you get stopped? He went for the jugular. Didn't work but it was the right decision. And then in overtime, everyone thinks this is college overtime, by the way, where like you start at the 25-yard line. It's not college overtime. It's a debatable point whether you want to receive or kick in this new, like, insane, made-up Calvin Ball NFL play, uh, postseason overtime, where I think correctly he's saying, look, we have the same exact score after the first possessions, then, like, it's sudden death, and we have the ball. So it's like, what did you people wanted him to defer? Like, the criticism of him is always that he's too conservative. That he always puts the ball, lets the other team go win the game. And now he's aggressive, and we're going to criticize Kyle Shanahan? Like, let's be honest here. Seriously, let's be honest. Kyle Shanahan should have three Super Bowl rings. He should have three championships. And the reason that he doesn't is not because he's some jabroni. No, it's because he goes against Michael Jordan. He goes against Tom Brady. And he's gone against Patrick Mahomes twice. You know who Kyle Shanahan is? He's Carl Malone. He's Patrick Ewing. He's Charles Barkley. He's Reggie Miller. He's fantastic. But when you go against the GOAT, you just lose. It's like everyone forgets this all of a sudden now. Like, what do you think happens? Like, when people play, that son of a bitch ruined my childhood. Beat my favorite team every single year. He never let anyone else win. Now the same thing's happening with Patrick Mahomes. And people are like, oh, well, it's Shanahan's fault. How do you blow a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl? I don't know, because he's facing Michael Jordan. Because he did it against Tom Brady. And then it happened twice against Patrick Mahomes. It's not like it's happening to Marcus Mariota. We'll talk about Andy Reid in a second. No, Kyle Shanahan is losing Super Bowls to the greatest of all time. So yeah, we can criticize Kyle Shanahan for blowing multiple double-digit leads in Super Bowls, or we can say, I give him credit for getting to the Super Bowl with Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback, going up against the greatest of all time and having three double-digit leads in these games against Brady and Mahomes, against Jordan. And then Jordan comes back and he wins the game. Because of course that's what happens. So everyone out there, you think Kyle Shanahan blew this game? Like, sorry, like, Mahomes won the game. 
That's what happens when you face Patrick Mahomes. You lose. It's what happens when you face Tom Brady. You lose. It's what happens when you face Michael Jordan. You lose. So you think Kyle Shanahan's a choke artist. Let's talk about everybody's hero. Everyone loves Andy Reid now. Andy Reid is all of a sudden because people now say Andy Reid is the greatest head coach of all time. That Andy Reid's number one on the list. I'm not saying he's bad, but this idea that Andy Reid's the greatest head coach of all time. Andy Reid was Kyle Shanahan before Kyle Shanahan was Kyle Shanahan. And he is like Andy Reid actually is what all of you think Kyle Shanahan is. Like the Andy's Army, the people that want to pontificate about how great Andy Reid is. Their uniform, oversized red tracksuit, walrus mustache. Like Axton Bronson had a baby with George Carl. The food in the mess hall, cheeseburgers. Oh my God. And everyone thinks, oh my God, Andy Reid, how great is he? He eats cheeseburgers. How awesome is this? I don't know, man. He's like a regular person. Is it really that funny that Andy Reid likes cheeseburgers? Like, is this like the comedic event that we all make? The comedic event of the century. Andy Reid eating a, a, a Whopper from Burger King. Wow, how great is that? It's not. He's just all right. Who cares? Like, so you think Kyle Shanahan's a choke artist? Why don't we go through Andy Reid's career history? His Rolodex. 2002, home to NFC Championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's Rondé Barber running 80 yards down the sideline to win the game. Choke number one. 2003, Carolina Panthers home NFC Championship game where he lost to Jake DeLome and Ricky Manning Jr. Not Peyton Manning. Not Eli Manning. Not Cooper Manning. Not Arch Manning. Not even Danny Manning. Ricky Manning Jr. And not Ricky Manning Sr., Ricky Manning Jr. And the Carolina Panthers, 2004 Super Bowl. His quarterback literally vomited in the huddle on one of the ending drives of the game. Could you imagine if this happened in present day now? If, if Brock Purdy was throwing up what you'd say about Kyle Shanahan? This happened in a Super Bowl. Man, how about 2008? Three-and-a-half-point road favor to Kurt Warner, Ked Wisenhunt, and the Cardinals losing outright. Wild card losses to Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys. Losing to Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Losing to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. This is just Philadelphia. We haven't even gotten to Kansas City yet because BM, not bowel movements, which is what some of these losses look like, before Mahomes, when Alex Smith was his quarterback, what happened in 2013? 21-point lead against Andrew Luck and the Colts. Lose 45-44. What about up 21-3? Against, not against Tom Brady, not against Patrick Mahomes, but Marcus Mariota at home in Arrowhead, not in Tennessee. Mariota literally caught his own touchdown. Marcus Mariota, down 21-3 at Arrowhead, wins 22-21. And really, we're going to say that Shanahan's the choker out of these two? Like, why do people think Andy Reid's all of a sudden the best coach of all time? Do we think it's just, oh, like, like the switch flipped and now he's got it? Or is it because he has the greatest quarterback ever? And that's the reason. Let me ask you more on something. If Kyle Shanahan had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, would they ever lose? Like, would they just go undefeated every year? Like, seriously, think about this. You all think that that Reed is this the greatest coach ever. He, or he's got Michael Jordan. He's got Tom Brady. He's got Patrick Mahomes. So everyone out there, you think Andy Reed is the GOAT. 
you think he's the best. Go eat your Five Guys burger with your one-star take, and you're going to criticize Kyle Shanahan. At least Shanahan is choking and losing to the best of all time. So the Andy Reid apologists slaps, and if you're criticizing Kyle Shanahan for losing the Super Bowl, you too, good sir, are a slap. That went, like, way longer than I thought it was going to. That was like a full segment. How's your voice doing? <laughs> good. Okay. Oh, I'm way good. Oh, got a little rasp at the end. Because sometimes there's, like, <laughs> intentional rasp. Like, you're raspy because you're you. And sometimes I'm like, oh, like, running out of gas here a little bit. Like that, uh, like the, ow, like the call of the Super Bowl that we had a couple of seconds ago. Where it's like, we had a history class at, uh, what was it? The Chief's Kingdom. We're teaching some history classes there. That was great. I actually agree with almost everything you said there. The Reed stuff is like, you just have to be old enough to remember. Like, Andy Reed, that's crazy. <laughs> also, by the way, anytime Andy Reed had to play with, like, Kevin Cobb or Mike McMahon or, like, one of the 17 Detmer brothers or A.J. Feely, how'd that go? Shanahan Larry goes to Detmer. the Super Bowl with Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> like, come on, people. Hour one done, hour two for you on the other side. More breakdown of the big game.